Rebel Nation, are you ready? It's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. He gets the blocks he needs. He's in the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Trade in the middle. It's a first down and more. See you later. It's going to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there. Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control and the dunk. Oh, my. Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. I guess you don't have to, but you need to. He hits one high and deep left field. Kane shading the eyes at the track, and it is gone. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Gary Darby. And we get you ready for another... Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary Chuck Yancey with you. Almost 3-0, moving up a couple of spots in AP Poll to 15. They'll get 13th-ranked Alabama coming up on Saturday at 2.30. Here's what we have, Rodney Orr from the Tider Insider. He joins us in the next segment, and then we get our guy Harry Harrison on from the Almost Radio Network around 6.30. We need your text messages at 662 426 we get started thinking for South Farm Credit, 100 years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture, ready to guide you through the financial journey at First South Farm Credit. Mr. Chuck, Mr. Yancey, good evening. Happy, happy, happy. Hey. 3-0, and going to Bama. I love it. As Lane says, you can't be 4-0 after three games. That's right. <laughs> so we, we've... We've settled everything back there at the table, right? We really don't need to now key the mics and, and, and rehash everything. We, we figured it all out back there, right? Oh, or, yeah. or do we need this hour to kind of lay it all out again? There you go. That's what, that's what our job is. Well, you know, we'll, we'll talk about all those things we were talking about behind the scenes during this next hour. So we've got all this coming up for you, plus we've got an injury report. We've got uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. We've got some SEC news. We know when we're playing LSU in a couple of weeks in Oxford as well, and we'll get into all of that plus more on the program. Okay, so by the end of the, the evening, uh, you know, we, we left Vaught Hemingway with a 43-28 win over Georgia Tech. Uh, we saw a, a, a big running day from the quarterback, Jackson Dart. Defensively, they did enough, and for the second straight game in the second half, something that the Ole Miss football team didn't do last year, right? I mean, uh, they, they had a little trouble in the second halves at the end of the year. They had trouble scoring in the second half early in the year, and they've kind of put back-to-back third and fourth quarters together. It's great to see a second-half team, you know, I mean, because that's not certainly not what we saw at the end of last year, and I, I like that better than a first-half team. I can tell you that just as long just as long as they don't get too far behind in the first <laughs> half. But uh, I, I like a team that starts, I'm not going to say slow, but – gradually gets better as the four quarters goes. And I think that's go back to what we said prior to the season. We've got more depth than we've had. We do. And also, Chuck, I think being unsettled on the offensive line, now they're starting to rotate more players in there in the offensive line. We saw Eli and, and Jaden get in the game a lot more than they did the previous game. And keeping those offensive linemen fresh is allowing the, you know, the offense to really thrive there in the fourth quarter. So they do get the win. They move to 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 three and zero. And and here's the thing that I said in the in the pregame show with with the injuries that Ole Miss had. It was the 
the next man up mentality, right? And that's what you had to have in these last two weeks. We've seen different names step up and do things both offensively and defensively. Sontarian Perkins didn't play against Tulane. He plays against Georgia Tech, right? And as that's as a freshman, as we've talked about, you're going to see that game from him one day. The next time, maybe not so much. Who knows what or if he'll be involved in Tuscaloosa, right? Well, you know? he got 46 snaps against Georgia Tech. People don't realize he got that many snaps. 35 on defense and 11 on special teams. That's a lot of snaps for a true freshman linebacker. And I, I think it's going to increase as he continues to make plays because, let's face it, he, he is definitely a playmaker when he knows what to do. And they're feeding him little by little to get him to know more and more and more. I think by the end of the year he'll be playing damn near every snap. Do you think Aiden Williams is the same way? To a certain extent, I think uh, I think his his assignments are a little more difficult to learn. You got to read defenses, read coverages, read disguises of coverages, make a lot more adjustments than you do playing outside linebacker or defensive end, which is what Perkins is playing right now. So I, I don't know. I think Aiden's got a little further to go mentally than than Perk does. Let's get some five things from Yancey brought to us by Outback Steakhouse. Nine locations in Mississippi and Tennessee operated by Mr. Steve Grantham. Yeah, I mean, some of the things we've just been talking about. The first thought is apparent that as the game goes on, Ole Miss gets better. They have dominated the fourth quarter in each game this season. Thought number two, my biggest concern going forward is Ole Miss's inability to run the ball when the defense is playing cover two. They have to get better in this one area to take the next step offensively. Thought number three, Ole Miss, Ole, Ole Miss excuse me, must get better defensive pressure and running the ball more effectively if they are going to win this Saturday against Alabama. Thought number four, I think Ladarius Tennyson brings a lot to the table when the game when he's in the game. He is still learning this new position, but when he gets it all down, he will become a pivotal piece for this defense. And thought number five, the development of Dayton Wade has been fun to watch. He has become a key playmaker for this Ole Miss offense. All right, we'll talk Ole Miss Alabama next. Rodney Orr is going to be with us from Tider Insider. We've got your text messages, including a question about the cover two for Ole Miss that you just mentioned a little bit along the way and more. You can text us at 426-1093. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find new roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthLand.com. Equal housing lender. 
Hannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw Real Estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know, Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth it. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family, from dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Campbell Clinic Orthopedics, a national and international leader in musculoskeletal care, is opening a full-service clinic in Oxford on June 12th, offering a full spectrum of orthopedic care, including sports medicine, pediatrics, hip and knee, spine, shoulder and elbow, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, as well as cast and x-ray services, and a physical therapy department. Schedule online now at www.campbellclinicoxford.com. We also offer a convenient weekly walk-in clinic Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Campbell Clinic Oxford, located at 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Across from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. This portion of the show brought to you by Gateway Tire. They've been serving us since 1929, 54 locations, six different states. Gateway Tire goes the distance for you. We'll get Ole Miss Network analyst Harry Harrison coming up around 6.30. We've got text messages to get to. You can send more now at 426-1093. But from Tider Insider, we bring in Rodney Orr to the program. Rodney, how are you today? I am doing well. How are you guys? We're doing great, Rodney. I guess the first thing is a bunch of uh, Monday morning quarterbacks like myself last week were yelling for Alabama to make the change from Milrow to either of the two quarterbacks, but we kind of saw the reason why Milroy was named the starter before the season, didn't we? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you do when you look at it. I mean, obviously, here's the problem, though, Yancey, is that, you know, Buckner hasn't had a ton of work, and he's had a little bit of game here, not much. He played a, a few series against uh, Middle Tennessee in the opener, uh, you know, to kind of put him in that situation, in that game. Uh, let me just go back to 2009 real quick. You know, Greg McElroy's first start against Virginia Tech, he starts one for 11. Then he goes 12 for his next 16 in that game. Uh, you know, I really was surprised that they yanked uh, Buckner so quickly. I thought he had just made two of the best throws he had made. Uh, then they bring in Ty Simpson. I think Ty has a lot of ability. Ty's a young player. Uh, I mean, he's just now kind of getting his feet wet. So really tough experience for both of those guys. But, you know, again, as you look forward to this old Miss game, I'm with you. 
you know, but, uh, Milrose got a little bit of experience. He's a guy that brings some explosive plays. Now, he's a guy also that brings a, a high risk of turnover. So, uh, But I do think that it's, it's the logical choice. What's the mood over there, man? I mean, you know, you got a loss to Texas and struggling with South Florida. Um, why did it, why did Alabama even take a game at South Florida? That, that surprised me. Well, first of all, on the mood, I mean, you can only imagine. I mean, it's, uh, when it's short of perfection over here, it's chaos. Uh, you know, and that's just really the way it is. My board has been lit up for, you know, since the Texas game, uh, nonstop. I mean, that's just kind of the expectations over here. Um, you know, uh, the South Florida game, well, they got a two-for-one deal. That's, you know, they did a, a two-for-one deal with South Florida. And you might say, well, why would you want to even go down there? And I think really Saban's thinking was, you know, we like to recruit that area. Uh, it gives us some exposure down there, our program. So I think all of those things contributed to it. Rodney, what do you think about some of the media that's come out since the South Florida game saying that the offensive line was not blocking as hard for the two quarterbacks that played for Alabama Saturday because they felt like Milrose should have been the quarterback? Well, I mean, I hope that's not the case. I, I really don't believe that. I mean, I think that for one thing, you had a, a, an injured player that, uh, was replaced in the in the game. T.J. Ferguson replacing Tyler Booker at left guard, uh, and uh, I, I just think that it's a work in progress up front. I think they can be really good. They have a lot of talent up front, um, but right now it's uh, you know they're not there yet. They're trying to gel. And I thought in the fourth quarter they played a lot better. Uh, they they started actually probably as well as they blocked all year, especially in the run game. Um, so I thought they did a nice job there. I don't believe that. I do think that, you know, there was one throw that Buckner made. I thought it was a tremendous throw, a beautiful throw, 55 yards in the air, that it looked like it was a dime to Jermaine Burton. He didn't make the catch in the end zone. And, you know, I thought that was a little bit of a weak effort. But other than that, I mean, I didn't see anything that in terms of effort. I, I thought they were trying. They just weren't uh, really kind of executing or clicking offensively. But I'll say this, too, now on defense, defensively, they played pretty well, with the exception of the fourth quarter yeah. of the Texas game. Uh, you know, they played really well, especially scoring defense. Well, against Ole Miss, this matchup from Alabama, I know so much has been uh, concerned within the team, but what matchup problem, what are they most concerned with Ole Miss this Saturday? Well, I just, you know, obviously Ole Miss scores a lot of points. Um you know they've got a, they score a lot of points. They pile up a lot of yards. They're versatile. You know Lane Kiffin's a great play caller. All of those things. I think that you know Jackson Dart didn't he have over 100 yards rushing in this last game? Yeah. He's really kind of a, a dual threat. You know he's a good passer. I think he's probably improved in that area. Uh, you know he's there. He's been there a year now. This is his second year in that program. So I think he's probably a lot more acclimated to you know how things work and a little more comfortable. Uh, and I mean I, I've always been impressed with their receivers. Lane Kiffin's always going to do a great job with their skill players. I mean, so offensively, they're really good. And I think Pete Golding, for all the you know criticism he received here at Alabama, I mean, he's a solid defensive coordinator. Uh, probably knows Nick Saban pretty well. I mean, I think they'll have a great game plan. And 
Uh, it's going to – listen, I, I think this game right now, I, I haven't seen the latest line. I really don't follow that that much. Somebody mentioned on my board, I thought it was at one time seven or eight points, whatever it was. But, uh, listen, I, I mean, I think it's a toss-up at, at, at best. I mean, I think I think Ole Miss has a great opportunity to come in here uh, the way they're playing and, 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 you know, really compete. Actually, I think they've got a great chance to win the game. Talk a little more about that defense. I, I, I'm – intrigued because I heard somebody over there say, oh, this isn't the dominant Alabama defense. But like you said, I thought they'd been playing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean – you know, here's the thing. They, and this is the way Alabama fans are. They, you know, this is not 2011 anymore. These offenses are different. I mean, you know, it used to be if if you held it, if a team scored 24 points on you, you know, that was that was bad. I mean, you know, you really consider. I mean, now if you hold a team 24 points, like an Ole Miss or Texas or whoever, I mean, you know, you've done a pretty good job. So, I mean, I think it's all relative, but but the it's missed on the fans and. Um, you know, I, I think Alabama the, played really well against Middle Tennessee. Of course, they were out, man. They, I, I, they didn't play poorly against Texas until the fourth quarter. I mean, really, when you look at that game, it was 16-13 Bama going into the fourth quarter. So they had held Texas 13, and really three of those points were gifted by a Milrow interception. So uh, the defense had done its part. Uh, just, I think they wore down at the, you know, in the fourth quarter. Thought they did an outstanding job again against USF. Now, again, I understand the challenge is different. I mean, this is going to be a lot different this week. But I think that the overall, you know, Alabama's got a lot of talent defensively. They're very athletic. I mean, they've got some great pass rushers on the outside, even though they probably haven't been as productive as they should be. Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell. Uh, they're playing better on the defensive line. I think Deontay Lawson at inside linebackers are, you know, all SEC type player. They're loaded in the secondary with athletes. They've had some injuries a little bit, been a little bit inconsistent so far. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're, they've got a ton of athletes on the defensive side of the ball. What about the run game? Um, what, what are this, how's that stacking up for Alabama right now? Well, I mean, you know, again, that was expected to be a real strength uh, with this offensive line, but so far it's it's been inconsistent. But I thought, again, in the fourth quarter against South Florida, I, I, you know, I thought that they started really kind of coming off the ball better. Uh, they started opening some holes. Uh, and Roydell Williams had over 100 yards rushing in the second half. So uh, that was really productive. Uh, now, I think a lot of that, too, came after Ty Simpson hit a big throw down the field to C.J. Dupree, the tight end. And once that happened, I mean, you know, kind of the running lane started opening. Roydell had some room. Uh, he made some plays on his own. But the running game really, really picked up. So, I mean, I thought that later in the game you saw some things that were encouraging. Now, will they carry over this week? You know, that remains to be seen. Rodney, real quick, if Alabama is to win the game Saturday, they have to do what? Well, he named Milrow the starter, and he can't turn the ball over. I mean, it's pretty simple. If he throws a couple of picks again, if he drops the ball, uh, you know, you can't give it Lane Kiffin extra chances. And if, if you see Alabama turn the ball over two, three times, I, I think Ole Miss wins the football game. If Alabama protects the ball, and they're balanced offensively, I think they've got a good shot to, to win the game. Thank you very much, sir. We Thanks, appreciate Rodney. you joining us. Thank you, Rodney. Great as always. All right, all right guys. Appreciate See you, my it. man. Thank you. Text messages and more coming up next.
Can you imagine years of hard work and saving, and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings? Paxton Farise and the Farise Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Farise Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Farise Group, farisegroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Farise Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. The Farise Group, LLC, and Securities America companies are separate entities. Big Delta Power Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki. Featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Dupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. House cleaning is just one of those things you gotta do. But life is busy, and the great folks at Brittany's Cleaning Services understand that and are here to help. They provide professional cleaning services for residential, commercial, and rental properties. Reliable, honest, experienced cleaners with affordable pricing. Servicing Olive Branch, Tupelo, Water Valley, Bruce, Holly Springs, Pontotoc, Oxford, Baylor, New Albany, South Haven, Senatobia, and Batesville. Call for more information at 662-202-8868 and follow them on social media. That's Brittany's Cleaning Services, LLC. Hey, Rebel fans, want to be more involved with Ole Miss? Well, join the Grove Collective, the exclusive Ole Miss NIL program. With the new name, image, and likeness law, Rebel fans now have the opportunities to support and elevate Ole Miss student-athletes. And the Grove Collective has created a unified portal to amplify that support. As part of the Grove Collective, your support opens access to special events, fan experiences, merchandise, and marketing opportunities with student-athletes. To find out more and to become part of the Grove Collective NIL program, visit thegrovecollective.com. Hottie toddy and go Rebs. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. All right, good stuff there with Rodney Orr joining us from Tider Insider, along with Chuck and Yancey. I'm Gary. We're giving you a little stuff here on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I've got something I want to ask first, and then we'll, we'll get into this. We, we heard his comments on Alabama and the mood and everything yeah. that it is. And then during this break, we were talking about different teams and what's coming up. Have you guys found a dominant college football team yet? Have you seen one absolute dominant team? Because no. Florida State dominated LSU in one half yeah. and then barely beat Boston College, yeah. right? We've seen Washington, I guess, has looked good, this, yeah. that, and the other. Is there a true dominant? Has this whole portal NIL thing Really? Oh, I think evened it out. I think it's created a lot of parody. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't be surprised, and boy, I want to choke on this when I say it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan's not the best team in the country, and I can't stand Jim Harbaugh, yeah. that mouth breather. <laughs> oh lord! I think they've been the most consistent throughout the season. The most impressive is Florida State second half against LSU, and then that performance that LSU put on last weekend. I mean. Yes, it was Mississippi State, and they got a lot of problems. But man, they're talented. And when you got a quarterback, and I'm just I'm 
already thinking about Jaden Daniels and last year. Me and my son sitting in Tiger Stadium watching what he did in that second half against Ole Miss, and it just kind of makes me cringe. All right, here's the text messages. I know the last three teams have played the deep cover two on defense to keep us from burning them, but doesn't that leave the middle of the field open? It does. It does, and we were just talking about this off the air, and that's where the tight end position is really hurt Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you can really – take advantage of that of cover two. And and they were playing it the whole first half. If, if you remember, when Ole Miss got the the ball, the last possession half, Dart was four for seven. He had only thrown the ball seven times. And I was like, oh, my goodness, Dart's only thrown the ball seven times. Because they were saying run the ball, and we couldn't run it. Ole Miss couldn't run the ball. I mean, yeah, you had a couple big uh, runs there, but consistently, you know, they just were not – Judkins just couldn't get going, and and that is still my biggest fear going into Alabama. But the dart run of 68 yards was straight up the middle, even though we did get the long passes on the outside later. All right, it's funny, you asked Rodney this same question, but a text message has come this different way. Ole Miss must do this, fill in the blank, to win Saturday. Hmm, that's a good question. I I think they got to make sure that Milrow doesn't run crazy on them. Because he can run the football, and if they can somehow shut down the the run game, I, I feel confident we're going to score points. It, is, it, is it too captain obvious? I think both sides. Yeah. Don't turn it over. Oh yeah. Don't you? You have to turn the other team over and 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 just control it. If Alabama is going to do what Georgia Tech did and said, "Hey, we're going to play a pass defense," and Ole Miss can't run the ball, I mean that's that's trouble. One other thing, and. I, I, we got to do better on third down on defense. It's true that. A lot better. I think I'll save this for Harry, actually, because it's something we talked about in the postgame show, the amount of plays that Tulane and Georgia Tech have run in the last two games versus what Ole Miss has done. Both of those teams had over 20 more plays on the field offensively than Ole Miss Because you can't get off the field on can't third down. can't get third down, and right? Ole Miss is not converting third downs, and, the, and their defense can't stop them on third down, so you're going to get whipped. On that, on that line, and, and they can't do that against Alabama. The good thing is that I think we've become a better red zone defensive team True. and a better red zone offensive team so far against the three that we've played. Let's see if that holds up in the SEC. Good points. Our text messages are brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw, ccmoxford.com. You can continue to send some in if you want at 426-1093. Now we'll talk some Rebel injuries. This report given to us by Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Their website, go to it, check it out at oxfordortho.com. I didn't see anybody get hurt that it looks like it's going to cost any time uh, in the Georgia Tech game, and we're still just – Guessing as far as tight end Caden Prescorn, wide receiver Zachary Franklin, wide receiver Trey Harris, wide receiver Larry Simmons, wide receiver Jeremiah Dillon. <laughs> I, I, I just I can't help but think this a couple of those guys aren't going to be ready to go for Bama because that's the time the original timeline we were given. Uh, we're two weeks past due on Franklin from the original timeline we were given. And we're right on schedule for Caden Prescorn to come back this week. So I'll see more in tomorrow's practice. But as far as I know right now, they are out. What about what about Walton? He looked like he got a minimum a good stinger in the game. Yeah, but he came back in and played. So I I think he's okay. Again, you can text us at four two six one zero nine three. That's that's the thing to me is I've I've thought all along with these injuries. 
get through these three games, win these three games, get everybody yeah, back healthy yeah. for this week in Tuscaloosa. I think Prescorn is the biggest key. Well, obviously Trey Harris. I mean, five touchdowns in four, four in, quarters in, 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 in yeah, four, quarter, four, four quarters in a few minutes. Um, but Caden Prescorn to me is the key to the run game. It's a key to the over the middle passing game. It's a key to a lot of things in this offense, and we just got to get him back. I mean, can you imagine uh, Prince Corn along with with Harris in there together? Um, gosh, yeah, I just want to see it. Yeah, you know, maybe that's going to open up the lanes for the running game and, and get Judkins going. Absolutely. Both offensive and defensive lines, though, you think pretty well intact. We've come through the three games. Yeah, I think so. I think th- they sure are playing a lot of musical chairs on the defensive line, though. Yeah. I mean, they actually moved Jared Ivey in, into tackle. defensive tackle. Yeah. Uh, and at times, I thought he got pushed around a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure he doesn't belong back here on the end. At but, one, mm-hmm. one point, in, as we were doing the broadcast, there was 11 different defensive linemen that yeah. had gotten on the field and 22 defensive players. And that was before the end of the game when some extras came in and played. I, I expect some of that to be cut back, though, against Alabama. I really do. I think I think they'll drop back to about 14 or 15 players that are playing a lot. Let me say that. Um, I think they'll play three corners. I think they'll play three linebackers maybe and probably about eight defensive linemen. It would be my guess. All right. Coming up next, Harry Harrison joins us. We'll talk with the – Analyst of the Omus Radio Network, as we do around 6.30 each Monday. Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the library sports bar on South 11th in Oxford. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or call 844-901-ROOF. 
make Lenora's in Oxford your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle from Canon Chevrolet of Oxford today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, find your road. Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a blooming onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a blooming good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Time to continue the program. We thank you for being around with us. We've got a couple of other things that came in on the text message line that we'll get to here at the end of the program and go uh, about questions on practice and other things. But we're going to bring Harry Harrison into the show like we do on Monday nights. Welcome in, sir. Gentlemen, how are you? We're doing great. Uh, Harry, I've got one question for you. Uh, uh, somebody had just asked on the text messages, Ole Miss has to do what to win the game. What do you feel like Ole Miss has to do to beat Bama? It's very simple, Yancey. Really simple answer. you got to control the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball. Yeah. And can Ole Miss control both lines? Well, I, I thought uh, Georgia Tech ran it pretty well between the tackles the other night. I thought Haynes King did a great job of running that read option and uh, kind of was a magician with it. I, I wasn't impressed the way we handle it between the tackles when they've tried to go outside, whether it be speed sweeps or quick throws out there. I thought our, our speed did very well, and they didn't have a lot of success there. Uh, so, you know, I hadn't got to see a lot of Alabama tape yet, but you know they got athletes. They got good running backs. So, we, could, you know, our defensive front's got to do better, uh, I think, inside between the tackles. And let, let's force Alabama to throw the football. They've not had a lot of success with that. Let's put them in that, 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 that third and long where you got to put it up a lot. Harry, do you think that we can go small again like we did up front uh, Saturday night against Georgia Tech when they moved Ivy inside and uh... – I mean, we just didn't seem like we were very physical with that with that lineup. 
I, I, once again, Chuck, I was disappointed between the tackles. I thought they had a good, a good plan. They ran that, uh, you know, that stretch play, and then you know when you do that, you zone block. Most of the times, you're going to cut it back. And then, as I mentioned, that when Haynes King would run the read option, he was really magical with the ball. A lot of times, he would get give it up, but several times our our off end was chasing that running back. He just pulled it and made some good yards around that that weak side end. But no, we're gonna we're gonna have to go big. They got a big offensive line. They're running the ball pretty well. Alabama is not having a lot of lot of uh, uh, options as far as blocking for pass pro. They, they've given up a bunch of stacks in games, which is really unlike Alabama. But uh, uh, we will talk about that as you guys continue to ask questions. But no, I think we got to get some beef back in there, Chuck. I don't think we can go Ivy back inside too much. He's been doing a good job on that defensive end. Uh, outside and uh, you know when you get inside you got to have some girth you got to get some push in there and they got some big Alabama's got some big guys between the two guards and center you know I, th- I think that they were they've been a little disappointed maybe with the movement of Stefan Wynn and Joshua Harris but but they those guys can be anchor guys so can Xavion Harris because they're all three of them are over 300 pounds and I, I just think that that's going to bode well against Alabama talk to me a little bit about how you feel like uh, Jackson Darts played? How how the run game has come? Up, you know they got two hundred ninety nine yards. We could say you know the run game hadn't done much, but three hundred yards is pretty darn good against against anybody. Well, it is. I'm looking back at last week's staff. Jackson Dart rushed one hundred thirty six of that. You know, so I, I could not be any happier with Jackson Dart. Uh, I, you know, I, I'd like to see us give him a lot more time to throw than we did Saturday night. Uh, we've given up some sacks in that situation, but I think Jackson Dars played lights out when we had to call on him, whether it be the quarterback draw or whether it uh, we just did some sweeps with him. Uh, he's a tough kid. He got hit pretty tough, pretty hard the other night. Always bounced up, was ready to play the next play. But you don't want to put your quarterback in that many opportunities, Chuck, to get hit. But uh, I think he's I think he's by far the MVP of the, the, the three games so far. I did like what he said, though, after the game when somebody asked him about sliding. He said, my father always taught me to my be mom. a – My mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my yeah. father always taught me to be a football player first and a quarterback second. So, I don't think he minds it. <laughs> but he also said his mom calls him and says, hey, are you going to start sliding? Yeah. <laughs> he said, well, I'm going to listen to her. But I don't well, think you know, he we, is. We, we, had, we had Matt Corral who wouldn't slide either. He was a tough guy. Yeah. Now we've got Jackson Dart kind of following the same footsteps. And uh, these guys are tough. I, you know, it's a, 12 games is a long season. I just don't want them to get, get banged up too much because we're getting ready to play big boy football starting Saturday with the SEC opener. Harry, how bad do we need Caden Priestcorn back? <laughs> I think he, I, you know, Lane alluded to the fact that he was out there today. He and uh, and Harris both. Hopefully, they hopefully they're they're wide open. Hopefully, they're hundred percent. I, I saw Caden prior to the game Saturday. He was in a boot. Uh, seemed to be walking all right, but he was still in a boot. And I asked him. I said, "Man, are you going to be able to go?" He said, "I should be ready for next week." So, you know how injuries go, Chuck. A, a broken bone in your foot doesn't get much blood flow. It takes a while to heal. But I, let's hope. Let's hope he can play the entire game at 100% because he can be a difference maker. We're just not getting a lot of blocking out of, out of our tight end position. You know, people talk about Casey Kelly all they want to, but he did a heck of a job last year blocking from that tight end position. We're missing that. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. I think, I think the lack of tight end blocking has been one of the biggest factors in the, in the lack of running game in the first two games uh, against Georgia Tech. Like I said, 
299 yards isn't bad. Uh, how bad are we missing Trey Harris? Well, you know, we fortunately we've had two guys step up, but they're both kind of slot guys. We need that bigger weapon, that, that taller 6'3", Trey Harris outside, because Alabama's got real, two really good corners, and, and they're going to try to man up in uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry and uh, I think the other one's Terry and Arnold, I believe. But they're both guys that are capable of manning up on the outside. Well, that, when, you, when you can take out those two receivers with man coverage, uh, you got to have somebody that can get athletic enough and tall enough to be a mismatch. You don't get that with Jordan Watkins. Obviously, he's been playing the slot. And, man, I don't know how you can ask any more out of, uh, out of uh, D. Wade than we've gotten out of him. But he doesn't give you a very big presence outside. And, you know, when you get on those corners that are six foot and weigh 190 pounds, a little bit of a mismatch chuck out there. So, yeah, we really do need the Harris back to give us that third option. Harry, what kind of factor is it to you with Pete Golden been there at Alabama, you know, the last five years? But Alabama has a new offensive coordinator this year. Um, what it, Does that kind of negate some of the advantage that, that Pete's going to bring to the table? Well, I, you know, I think we've got a little bit of advantage in that Pete knows personnel, right? So, I mean, I, if you take two schools that really hadn't dipped into the transport portal very much, it'd be Georgia and Alabama because they're recruiting at such a high level. Uh, but but still, I think Pete would be it'd be an advantage to know some personnel. Uh, but as far as scheme wise, the answer you're right. Two new coordinators, and you know the biggest thing Alabama offensively is trying to find a quarterback that fits. You know, and so if you look at their if you look at their run game, and I was looking at some of the some of the stats earlier before you guys called, Alabama's running it very well, not throwing it very well. And uh, if you go with Milro at the quarterback, he's going to make about one wide receiver check. If he gets the pressure on it, he's going yeah. he's going to pull it and run. So I, I'm sure we're going to have a spy in the game uh, for him, uh, but he's really fast and quick. So our guy's going to play lights out to make sure we don't he doesn't bust any long runs. So the dilemma to me defensively, Harry Gary Chuck, you go big, you know, so they don't ram it down your throat, and you put in like the big pluggers you talked about, and then Milrose speed, right? He, he's likely going to be the fastest guy on the field. Then he can get around the ends and goes 80 on you. But if you go small and you put in Perkins and maybe you put in Cedric on the on the outsides and, um, you know, then you allow yourself tennis in there at linebacker and you, you build for speed and then they can slam it down your throat. So, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of scary. What Am I am I all face there, Harry? Well, I, no, I think it's a cat and mouse game, yes. I mean, you, sometimes you guess whether it's going to be run or throw and you guess right or you guess wrong. But, uh, you know, these coaches get – They've been doing this for so long, a little bit more longer than me and you have been coaching it. So uh, they they get a little, you know, once you get the game, you know, wound down in that first quarter, you kind of see tendencies and the things that are going on. You know, really good teams wind up with a lot of different uh, uh, formations, but they only run four, five, or six play run plays. And uh, so, but you know, you got to figure those out. And uh, you know, I think Pete's a master at that, but. Hey guys, we got to go to Tuscaloosa. We have not had a ton of success in Tuscaloosa, and nobody <laughs> and nobody else has. So you know, yeah. you got to factor all that in. But uh, you know, I like our, I like our matchup as well as we've had anytime soon. Hey Harry, give, give us your analysis. I, I I've been really impressed with Ter- Trey Washington, and I think Daywan Anthony has made a, a bunch really of plays have. as well uh, no, of no the doubt. safeties. I mean, you're you're a former safety, and you know what you're looking at. Well, and I thought Trey Washington, in fact, he was a defensive back player of the week, wasn't he, in the SEC? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought he came up and did a great job of tackling. The one play that I was just was 
really confused about Chuck is when their receiver just ran right. We had we had two high safeties, and I don't know if Trey Washington was in there. I know Ashim Young was number number zero or one, whatever he is. One. one. And uh, I don't know if Trey Washington was in there, but the receiver just ran right between the safeties, and, and had the quarterback been able to put the mustard on it, he could have caught it and run it after a score. They eventually did score, but then that was about a 60-yard bomb, and he just ran right by the safeties. And uh, I'm thinking, what are they looking at? It's like they're watching the game instead of playing their positions. But that's really the only bad uh, thing that I saw that, that night. But I thought I think Trey Washington is doing a really good job of, uh, of coming up and making those outside, uh, especially when they're putting two and three. You know, Tech was putting two receivers wide. They're putting the guy, they're running back in motion, try to get him out there, get a three-on-two advantage. And Trey Washington was coming from a long distance to make some tackles. And a lot of them were behind the line of scrimmage. So, I think he's done a good job. Yeah, Saturday, Jason Milrow, if he continues to be the guy in the, in the game, if we can shut him down and get into that quarterback rotation where they can't quite figure out what they want to do, that'd be advantage mm-hmm. us. But uh, uh, they go with Milrow right out of the bat, and he's the most athletic guy. So we're going to have to have some guys that can cover some ground that can run with him, and whoever the spy is really may be able to tackle in open spaces. Uh, uh, Harry, two questions. Do you have any eligibility, and can you punt? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought it was interesting. Georgia Tech sent their hurt punter back in there, and he tried to punt left-footed one time. Got about Did he really? Off. It was ugly, but he got 40 yards out of it. Yeah. But the answer, Chuck, is no and no. And uh, <laughs> I'm sitting right where I need to be, up high where I can watch and uh, occasionally criticize, right? Well, you know, here's here's the thing about Fraser Mason. Uh, he, in practice, he punts well. He's 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 got a strong leg, uh, but he's he's got to bring it to the games. I mean, he's he's just got to do better. Well, I, I totally agree, Chuck. It looks like he gets a little. You know, when I say short legged, it looks like with his stride in the game it, that he feels like he's getting ready to hit one of those up backs that are blocking for him, and they're all offensive or defensive linemen. It looks like he's afraid he's getting ready to kick one right in the rear. And uh, <laughs> if that's the case, he's got to back up another yard. We can really get a leg. I know he's got a leg. I've seen him out there, you know, yeah. just booming and turning it over and getting nice rolls out of it. But, uh, you know, the old uh, trying to get it to the right side or the left side with that uh, pooch punting, uh, I think we're past that. Harry, you, you kind of referred to the spa several times. Who do you think that spa is going to be for, for the game uh, I would say Corey. I would say Corey Coleman would be one of those guys. He runs well. He was a spot out of two lane. You know, he was the one to knock the ball out of the quarterback there in the fourth quarter when we scooped and scored with Ivy. And uh, I suspect the, from that weak side position, he's going to be one of them. Uh, you know, if it gets to be a real issue, Nancy, I'm sure we'll have a, a fifth or sixth, uh, probably a sixth uh, defensive back in there that can run with him. Uh, so I don't know who that would be. Maybe it's Ashim Young, maybe whoever it might be. We, I remember we had Mike Hilton chasing uh, Johnny Manziel a couple times here in Oxford. Sometimes it worked out, but sometimes it didn't. So uh, you get that athletic quarterback that can run, he, he can make life miserable for you. I'll I, I tell you what, I, I think Kari Coleman is an underrated player on our team. I, I don't think he gets enough credit. I have to agree with that, Chuck. I think the first two games, especially after the – the first game, I thought with Tulane and, and the other night, he played very well. And I thought Santerra Perkins, you know, they put him on the edge out there and go 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 get the football. He made some plays on run plays, get getting there quickly. And I think I think you'll see more and more playing time. 
I don't think you line him up as an inside linebacker. Too many things you got to think about. I don't think he's ready for that. But get him out there, kind of like LSU did with Harold Perkins last year. Number, I think he's number forty, and just turn him loose. Let him rush the passer. Let him, you know, come in there and run plays. Uh, you know, he's not a big kid yet. He's probably two ten, two twelve, but uh, uh, he's got speed that you just can't teach. He makes he plays. He makes players. plays, Harry. He makes yeah, he plays. Makes play. He's a football player. Yeah, he's got that knack. He just he yeah. just makes plays. Yeah, he's right. a Mike Hilton type. He's with with, with size and speed. He, he, yeah. he can play football. We appreciate you, buddy. Get some water for those hiccups and and hold your breath a little bit. <laughs> hey, either that or get off the scotch. One of the two. <laughs> I need some. I wish that was the problem. I'll, I'll wait Friday night for that one. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Harry. Harry. Thank, Thank you, you as always, my friend. Man. Thank right, you, buddy. Harry Harrison with us. All right. So as he was talking, a couple of things came in on the text message line. And get your thoughts on that. We were before the break talking, and he mentioned the Harris and Priest going practicing. Chuck, you want to well, it was touch a, on that? I, I don't know how, what to make of that because it was a walkthrough practice. Okay. And they'd been going through walkthrough practices for two weeks. Franklin and, and uh, Priest going, not, not, not Trey Harris, but I, so I don't know what to make of that. I'll find out tomorrow at practice. And then several have texted in while we were doing this about the tight end and the name Trig, 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 Trig <laughs> on several of them and the thoughts on that. Or should he just be like an H-back hybrid instead of tight end, more like an Evan Ingram than an actual tight yes, end? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, listen, he's just not a very good blocker. I don't know other way to say it. I'm not – I'm for the kid. I think he's a good receiver. He should have called a touchdown pass Saturday night. Obviously, it was right in his hand. But uh, he's not a blocker. So let's don't try to make him do something he can't do. Chuck could – could Perkins be a spa? I think so, yeah. I think he's got the plenty of athletic ability to, to be a spy. Are you worried about him getting pushed around uh, on a power yeah, team like yeah, Alabama? Yeah, if he's, if he's in the middle, I am. Like Harry said, if he's inside linebacker, I would be. But on that edge, I'm not. Yeah. But let me say this. He took on a tackle the other night and obliterated the guy. I and I said, whoa, and wait I thought a about you because you yeah. always talk about it, get pushed around. And yeah. I put that in my nose. I was like, that's Chuck. I saw it. I yeah. saw it, man. It looked good to me. It did. We'll finish it all up on this Monday night when we come back. Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. 
Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw. Raw real estate. With over 40 years of combined experience, the Tom Smith Land and Homes team, serving the Cleveland, Mississippi area, is committed to achieving the best results for buyers and sellers. Their knowledge and expertise about agricultural, hunting, and recreational lands is highly known and respected throughout the state. With Tom Smith Land and Homes, you can expect more and get more return on your real estate investment. Contact Tom Smith Land and Homes today at 662-441-2500. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking. Or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, all Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. And we'll finish up tonight's Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with a few items of business to take care of, including SEC and Ole Miss News, brought to you by Van Atkins Jewelers. South's leader in the state jewelry and diamond solitaires, as Chuck says, you know she's worth it. The two items of business we heard Harry Harrison mention this, the SEC Def- Defensive Player of the Week was Ole Miss Trey Washington. Career day as he led the Rebels with 10 total tackles, seven solo, second career force fumble, and two tackles for loss already on the season. And let me say this. Trey Washington is a quality young man, too. Good character. I love talking to him, so I'm glad to see him playing well. Yeah, that's your boy, isn't it? Yeah. And then the other item of business is the game against LSU on September 30, kickoff time 5 p.m., televised on ESPN. And, of course, uh, on the radio network. And I'm going to say this. If the walking from here, – here's my get-off-my-lawn moment, right? Old man, bad knees, all that stuff. Walking from this mm. where we do the pregame show near the Grove there in front of the pharmacy building just to get to the stadium against Georgia Tech what was, a mess. A, was a task. Yes. I can't imagine what it's going to be like in two oh weeks. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have a new route. i got to run a new route. I don't know what that's going to be. If Ole Miss beats LSU, there'll be an extra 30,000 people here <laughs> on top of that, too. <laughs> so that's it as far as my news and things are concerned. Here on this portion of the show, we'll let Yancey get into a few things well. The Grove Collective bringing our now look at uh, the Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment to create that NIL opportunity for the Ole Miss students. It's the Grove Collective. Yeah, uh, a lot of really quality visitors were in town this past weekend, including South Panola four-star safety Julius Pope, 
Chucky, you're going to love this name. Uh, four-star defensive end King Joseph Edwards out of Georgia was in town. Then Ole Miss commits Noel Wright, John Wayne Oliver, William Eccles, Maurice Davis, Dylan Hip, and Andy Gaffey were also in town this weekend. Uh, Ole Miss also picked up a football commitment from 2025 four-star safety Darnell Williams. Uh, he is the number two ranked prospect at the state of Arkansas. Ole Miss's first commitment in the 25 class. Uh, basketball visitors, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's a who's who's list of players that are continue to come in town. Uh, five-star center Sam Futures out of Germantown, Mississippi, out of Madison. He's 2026 prospect, 7-1, took an unofficial visit over the weekend. And one important note on Sam Coach Chris Beard, Coach Sam's father at North Texas State. Remember that when we come to him in a couple years. Uh, also, Ole Miss basketball will host five-star 2025 guard Trey McKinney for an official visit for the LSU weekend. Uh, he's the number 10 overall prospect in the country. He'll visit Missouri, Rutgers, and Georgetown after the Ole Miss visit and make a decision, uh, decision shortly after that. Um, 2024 point guard target LeBaron Felon, a big-time won't for Ole Miss out of Mobile, has rescheduled his official visit from this past weekend to October the 4th through the 6th. LeBaron is ranked the number 31 overall prospect in the country for the 24th class. And, Chucky, you've been begging for a shooter, begging, begging, begging for what, seems like 10 years now? Well, ever since Marshall Henderson left. So yeah. How long has that been? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got one. They finally got it. We talked about him a little bit last week. Uh, the NBA Academy Latin American 2024 shooting guard, Eduardo, and you said his last name, Chuck. I think it's Klofke. It, it looked, that's, what it would, that's what I would guess. Yeah, Klofke. He's, yeah, Klofke. He's a 6'3 shooting guard, and from what I've been told from inside the IPF over there, if he was in America, he'd be the number one shooting guard in the country. They are head over heels over this young man. He visited uh, Xavier this past week after visiting Ole Miss. As soon as he arrived back home, he called the Ole Miss staff and committed. So that was a big get. They really needed to get that pure shooter, and they got one now. And we'll put the end of the program with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Big Delta Power Sports is located at 155 Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville. Well, the good to be 3-0 and is expected, but it feels good to get those tasks out of the way because neither Tulane nor Georgia Tech were patsies. Uh, Tech has a really good quarterback in Haynes King and a good offensive scheme with balance that took the Rebels time to adjust to. Like the Tulane game, the Rebels locked in after halftime, and the game was all Ole Miss from that point on. Quarterback Jackson's dart was a stud, passing for 250 yards and running for another 136. Safety Trey Washington got Defensive Player of the Week in the SEC with 10 tackles and two for loss. Uh, I'm starting to like backup defensive tackle Kilo Stone, what he brings mm-hmm. to the table. He's quick off the ball and, and slips off blockers to make plays. Wide receivers Jordan Watkins and Dayton Wade again carried the load in the passing game, and the defense held a pretty good offense uh, you know, just 23 points. I'll take that every week and be happy. Uh, the bad Georgia Tech gained 474 yards and kept the ball an awful long time. We did not do a very good job on third downs, 11 of 20. The Rebel defense needs to tighten the screws a little bit heading into SEC play. Uh, they had a hard time getting off the field, and uh, that won't work against SEC teams. No. no. Good show, men. It really was. I uh, really appreciate Rodney coming on. Harry, as always, uh, the perspective those two had is on the money. And uh, I think Harry said it right. They're going to have to control the line of scrimmage, and that's really not something they've done consistently up to this point. So, Well, we're 
We're two and twenty-eight in Tuscaloosa, so <laughs> let's make that three and twenty-eight. How about it? Hey, I'm Brady. This is ever the year to beat them is this right. year, I right agree. now. I agree. All right, friends, next Monday night we'll talk to you about the Alabama game and coming up against LSU. Thanks for being with us as always. Howdy toddy.